0: Hello, everyone. So welcome back to the Quant Financial Engineering Podcast. Uh, My name is Patrick Zorro. We have two interesting guests today, and we have a very interesting topic centered around chat GPT. Uh, We're going to be talking about prompt engineering and the people that are going to be talking about. I've got Kushal, who's going to introduce himself, and Alan Frank, who's also going to introduce himself. So Kushal, why don't you start?
1: Uh, sure. Hi, guys. It's Kushal Gowda here, and uh, I'm a, a upcoming uh, 2023 fall graduate, stu- uh, fall graduate student for financial engineering program, and uh, currently I'm working as a quantitative researcher for a Switzerland-based hedge fund. Uh, I'm a computer science graduate, and I've uh, cleared my CFA level one and level two.
2: Hi, I'm Alan Frank, and um, I am a longtime Lehigh person, I've got three degrees from Lehigh, a, a BS in accounting, an MBA in finance, and uh, I received the first master's in computer science awarded at Lehigh. Now, that was in the 70s. Uh, over the period of time till now, I became um, uh, a, uh, a consultant uh, at KPMG, and uh, my specialty ended up in data and analytics and things like that. I then went off and founded a, a company. And uh, over the years, I also became uh, the chief technology officer for the city of Philadelphia and Capgemini and so forth. Uh, what particularly interests me is the impact that ChatGPT and generative AI uh, has in the whole analytics space. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I think we we really thought about was how can we communicate the impact? And the opportunity of using tools like this effectively in financial engineering
0: not just as a student but as you move forward in your career great i have to i have to say that actually this 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 idea of this of this discussion uh the topic is really a, one of um, alan frank's brand child i mean he's got many uh we're working on several projects and this is i have to say this is the first of a series of podcasts centering around the evolving nature of Chat GPT. So, Kushal, why don't you start by explaining to the audience prompt engineering
1: chat GPT relationship? Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Zoro, for this opportunity. Well, uh, Chat GPT. Uh sounds a little too uh, little too interesting and highest grossing topic for the 2023. Chat GPT is a typical chat box. And how is it dif- uh, different from a standard chat box, right? So uh, chat GPT, unlike the typical cha- uh, chat box, which has a predefined responses for a limited number of questions, this is more generalizable, where uh, it uses a model called generative AI, which is a subset of artificial intelligence and machine learning. And uh, it, Uh, It interprets data, reads patterns through a large language model, and it would give you the output for the same Wait, uh, If you want to get an output, how do you, you need to give it certain instructions, right? So that's where prompt come into play. And uh, prompt is nothing but giving a set of questions or instruction for the chat GPT to give you a response. And uh, so if you are giving it a prompt, so how does this ChatGPT process the prompt? Well, uh, the ChatGPT uses uh, complex algorithms, machine learning pattern recognition tools uh, in order to look for the question, uh, question, the output it has to generate and it would give you a desired output for the same. So, uh, so in, if you are kind of giving a prompt to chat GPT, uh, how do you give a prompt? So here- could I, just, prompt-
2: could I just stop for a second before we move move on? Um, the whole nature of, uh, of what we're talking about here is a completely new technology that frankly, uh, just came up in 2017. It's called Transformers in AI different type of machine learning. Um, Not to simplify it too much, but for me, this, I lived through the internet bubble in the nineties I was right in the middle of it. And I feel we're at the same place in terms of disruption. Now what these large language models in my mind actually are, it's a digital brain. Now we don't exactly know how it works. Just like we have neurons that fire, Um, somebody talks to you, you read a letter, you process it in your brain and give a response. Now, what goes on in our brain, we don't really understand, but we know that these neurons are connected. And so it's this connectiveness that's important. So I like to think of this as just digital neurons. Now, how do you train a baby brain? Well, in this case, they only train it with text. And the reason they call them large language models is because words are language. In fact, mathematical equations are language. And so this thing has been trained on text only. And from that, it parses out the context and the semantics and it connects its brain together somehow. It's a black box and they're not sure really what it looks like inside. But the point is, is that you have to think about this as if the only way you could communicate with somebody is through the printed word. They can't see you yet, they can't hear you. And so it gives you imperfect responses. But the notion of prompt engineering is really all about how do you craft the request? How do you say it in such a way that this digital brain fully understands it with all the ambiguities and syntax issues. So prompt engineering is really about how do you, how do you phrase the question in such a way that you get the output and the answer that you want. So, Kushal, so I'm sorry, go ahead. I, no, but so, I I, mean,
0: they, they, I just they, want to go
2: back and say that Kushal now is going to drive down and explain and talk a little bit more about prompt engineering which is really the thing we need to be able to be good at particularly if we're talking about how to use it
0: for analytics and financial engineering now i'll stop correct uh and kasha what i want to know is uh and then you 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 could continue your explanation is but what does it look like because right now uh, most people are thinking in chat gpt is you know you know, what is the next, when is the next stock market crash? And they just write it in English.
1: But what does prompt engineering looks like? Uh, Prompt engineering, like Alan said, right? Uh, Since it's a black box, we have to get a desired output of out of a system, which is this chat GPT's large language model. So in order to get the accurate response, this is how you defined a clear set of instructions or uh, input which would give you a most possible or reliable output. That's basically as prompt engineering. So the more you refine your instructions, the more defined uh, defined the instructions are that how optimal the input that you're uh, you gonna get. That's but what I it an English
0: is. language written engineering or is it a coding based?
1: no yeah this is totally a english language based model like so you give it an instruction clear set of instructions so uh i'll give you a scenario where if you want top five performing stocks uh, or top five performing stocks uh since chat gpt is trained for up to 2021 so if you could ask up to the date 2021 what were the top five performing stocks so it'll take up it'll split the come uh split the, instruction into a set of four to five parts where it'll do for create a list. So if you do a create a list, so it'll make sure it's gonna create a list of all the five aspects. And top five performing stocks. So top five, it takes up only five stocks. And performing, so it'll go with the return aspect of it. So it'll display this top five performing stocks. Uh, uh, So since it's trained for the date September, 2021, so till the latest info what it has it will return the same output on the same that's how it works so the instruction has to be clear and explicit
0: okay very you continue go ahead
1: and uh, yeah uh, so once the instructions are clear and explicit you have to define a format like either you want it in a form of a confined way one one single line output or you want it with the return, uh, the summary of the stock that you're trying to get the output for, or uh, the kind of uh, the description or the industry that the stock works in. So that's what you specify a a format for that. And you can give it a specific example where the model would understand what kind of output it has to generate and related to that, that would refine the output in such a way that the uh, uh, output would the output, the output ma- would match the example that you have given to the prompt.
0: Okay. So, um,
1: so who uses it? Uh, this as a very extensive use case. I mean, there's no defined particular set of people who could get uh, uh, exclusive benefit out of ChatGPT. Uh, so since in my day-to-day life, I usually do coding uh, a particular set of research and uh, uh, research content generation and uh, uh, content generation in my day-to-day life. So if I'm doing content generation, I would just get into the pro- ChatGPT I would get, give it a clear set of instructions saying, uh, I wanna read this p- a page or a portal, pass few inputs to that saying summarize this content or whatever uh, whatever page that I wanna read. And then it would give me a summarized input. Like if I wanna create a LinkedIn post, I could use ChatGPT to summarize the text. If I give a one page of input to that, it will summarize it to two or three lines, which is more readily easy uh, ready easily usable and uh, uh after that i can use it for documentation whatever work i've done like i write code on daily basis so that can code uh, if i put it to chat gpt and ask it to document it it'll read it uh, line by line understand what the code is doing and create a documented output for the same and uh, 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 so there are certain pitfalls or code uh hazards that you would face in code generation or when you're coming up with certain codes. So there, if I'm stuck with something, I'll use ChatGPT's help in order to, you know, get a a proper outlook on what kind of syntaxes that I should use for this code creation. Or uh, if there's any error debugging, I'll use ChatGPT's help on a day-to-day basis.
0: Now, I had a discussion last week with um, a hedge fund and we were on which we were working a project with, and I mentioned prompt engineering, and you said to me, oh yeah, this is the new NLP.
1: Correct. What do you mean by that? So uh, ChatGPT, uh, NLP is nothing but natural language processing, where ChatGPT is funda- uh, fundamental, is uh, fundamental is a natural language processing, where it, it uses the prompt, right? prompt is nothing but a language. So it uses the prompt as an input and it would matches matches with the data what it's already trained with. So it'll go fetch the prop, optimal data, uh, optimal data which, has, which, which it has been trained with and it'll give you uh, associated output for the same. So if you wanna go with uh, a research paper that you wanna read, once you feed all the research paper content to it, it will process the data, read it, summarize it, and form connections on the same uh connections in the sense like form patterns and it'll give you the relative output.
0: So all right, so basically what we're saying is prompt engineering is tied to the hip with chat GPT. Is that what you're saying? Or is prompt on its yeah. own out there doing its own like Python or whatever? But but it's not, right? It's tied to it's tied to chat GPT.
1: Correct, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say.
2: Alan. So uh, another the way I think about it, when we talk about NLP, which is a fancy way of actually saying, feed a bunch of stuff and make it understand it. That's it. In other words, for the first time, you can have a normal human dialogue with the machine, not some weird language, not programming, you know, where you have these instructions. You just have a human dialogue. That's what NLP allows. And the question wow. is, what do you do with the dialogue? So now you can say things. You know, there's a big difference, for instance, between asking Chat GPT, um, what are the top five stocks? And asking it another question, and it'll tell you stuff. And, Professor, if I had time, I would show it if you let me, but it's up to you. Um, but it's going to come back with that general answer, which is, well, here's a list of, you know, the top stocks in 2023. So it's broad. If I then ask the question or, and frame it a little bit better, just like a human, describe yeah. it more. Oh, I'm a conservative investor. I'm 68 years old. Now tell me the top five stocks that I should consider. And instead of just giving me a broad link to some chart, it gives me five specific stocks that are geared from a risk and you know perspective for an older person, and, and and so forth. So the point about prompt engineering is just like having the professor, you know, ask you to do something, but he only kind of gives you a sentence on it, and then you got to figure out, yeah, but did he mean this and did he mean that? Prompt engineering is simply framing your own way of talking to the machine so it understands and it has more context so it then can give a correct answer. So
0: it's yeah, right. all about um, adding context to your question. But Alan, this is this is very powerful, right? Because now, in the past, only quants or coding or coders could query a very complex database for a complex set of information, which basically is done not at the at the mercy of many people. But now you're saying that I could talk to the machine. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
1: Is that? Yes. Is,
0: yeah? Yeah. Kousha? What do you think?
1: So like, exam- uh, like what Alan said, right? So if I had to query this from a typical standard Yahoo Finance as a free open source database for stocks, right? So if I had to query this input with, a uh, since I was, uh, I'm a computer science student, if I had to use a typical way of computer science coding, I would have to use a SQL query, say sorted, uh, select from, I have to know the whole syntax of it, right? Uh, before I could get the desired output. And for that, I should have the fundamentals or basics. But what chat GPT is doing, it's taking the whole step 100x ahead like the whole point of me understanding coding understanding the syntax everything is taken uh, and everything is skipped all i have to do is just ask it direct simple questions uh in a communicating way uh, where i will just say give me a list of top five stocks from this uh from uh, nasdaq uh, nasdaq where i'm a conservative investor so it will go on the it will calculate three different metrics uh, on this so first we will select the top five stocks and which is conservative in nature and uh, the returns are exponentially higher
2: so kashel i think you know we've been talking a lot but i think it would be great to actually bring it together with a real
1: oh. so yeah so this is about a sql uh, sql query what i said before how about if you go with a python query where you are fetching the data uh, you are fetching the data from an internet so this whole process again is cut short by chat uh, how it does you just have to give it a prompt so prompt stating that you are fetching the data from this website and uh, all you have to do is uh, give me a code for the same where all i have to do is run the code uh, It even gives you the code and a desired output for the uh, prompt that you're giving. So the top five stocks. Okay, I missed it, I guess.
0: So basically, as we, we start to discover is the fact that we are now, Alan put it very correctly, we're now talking to the machine and Kushal is telling us that there's a way for you to talk to the machine. And uh, I guess the issue that I'm going to have with this is then, okay, well, then that's it, that we're just talking to the machine and we don't need coding anymore. Is that correct.
1: a, Kusha, what do you think about that? Is that a? Uh, yes, correct, Patrick. So this is what it is. So uh, the typical streamlined approach was you have to put a, a defined set of codes and set of instructions In order to get a set of output or you had to do a data analysis in my day to day work, I do that. So you have to set up you have to know fundamentals of Python programming. uh, In order to get a desired output or a result that have you have been looking for the use case scenario where where we spoke about the top five stocks right. So just imagine a case where we have I have to get the code for the same I go into chat GPT say that fetch me the desired output from this website or this portal it will give me the associated links hyperlinks and a predefined set of code for the same which would help me in uh, a predefined set of code which would and uh, which would which is followed by what kind of data analysis or the set of syntaxes that i should write in order to get the desired output so for this my uh, prefer- preferred set of prompt is uh, I'll ask the chat GPT to fetch the data from say Yahoo website. In the context part, I'll say that uh, I want the data frame to be uh, the top five rows and uh, I, I can give it the format where the returns has to be higher and it has to be a conservative a conservative means. So the chat GPT would analyze the prompt, uh, write a syntax in such a way uh, that would uh, pretty much optimally work uh, in a real use case scenario. But yeah, there's one pitfall or a limitation for this Chat GPT. So, Alan, where do you
0: think? I mean, if this keeps on going, where do we, what does this look like 10 years from now?
2: Let's talk about what it's going to look like two years from now, first of two all. Years from now. Okay. So, um, there's more money being poured into this as you can read the magazines and the newspapers across the world. And what's happening is um, there's a real acceleration going on uh, on top of the large language models because there's open source developers now. It's not just the the Googles and you know and so forth. So and Facebook. So here's what I really think is happening and why it's so important that those listening get it, and that is that you know uh kashal talked about how you can you know just tell it what data and what to do with it it can create complete python code it's just another language to it so if you asked it that uh i would like to do uh you know i would like you to do an analysis of current um stock market trends Uh, against inflation. Just those words. And generate the code in Python, so I can graph it. It'll generate the code. So that the whole idea, by the way, programming in the classical sense, developers that do development, over the next five years, that's changing. You don't need it. We used to have to describe everything. Think about a computer program. Got this and this and this and this, and now all of a sudden you just talk to it, Now it comes, the code and everything. So it's a real big impact. So what's happening now, these language models are getting bigger in terms of the number of neurons. The other thing is that's coming, in fact, GPT-4 does it. Uh, uh, um, the ability to look at images And what's evolving is the ability to listen to watch videos and the ability to listen to podcasts. Now, remember, I said we trained it only on text. When you now train it on all these other things as well, it breaks it down. It knows there's a cat in that picture. Everything's linked together. So now, all of a sudden, when I say describe a bird to me, it can do it based upon. It knows what a bird looks like, so this is getting scary, Professor.
0: Yeah. So then Kushal is entering the program. He's going to sit down. You're going to tell him lots of things about math, about uh, um, about optimization methods, and about finance. But at the end of the day, when he's going to turn around and be looking for a job, that 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 the um, that world is going to, is going to, is going to change a lot because a lot more is going to, not maybe in a lot more, but a lot more different things are going to be expected from students, I guess. Right. Because in the past it was mostly, okay, you need to know Excel. Now you need to know Python, but now, you know what, forget Python, forget all that. You need to be able to talk to chat GPT and you need to learn how to feed it. And now you forget the I mean, Kushal right. was talking about words. Alan, you're talking about videos and pictures and oh, a yeah. bunch of things. Oh yeah. So I it, it it is kind of it I wouldn't say scary, but it's it's going to be challenging. Kushal, as a student, how do you how do you process this?
1: Uh, to be honest, like I'm a uh I'm a bit scared, but the use case is uh, exponential. I mean, there's no words to comment on that. It is gonna refine the whole new, met- uh, it's gonna create a whole new metric for learning, application and processing of data, or uh, un- understanding, of, understanding a scenario or understanding a concept. This is gonna be revolutionized. Uh, in order to get ahead of it, I have to put in a lot of work and, and effort, but yeah, this is gonna be a pioneer for the industry. It's going to change the whole industry and create a havoc in it. That's for sure. Great. All right. So uh, I think that's enough
0: uh, for our first uh, first session. Uh, we'll have uh, more uh, going forward. I wanted to thank Alan, obviously, for his overwhelming uh, efforts and, and, and contribution. And Kushal as well for you, because you spent, uh, I think we've been working on this for um like a month or two already to get around to this this idea of what are we going to be talking about? So we'll we'll, we'll spread it out in 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 more uh, more podcasts again. Great. Thank you both.
1: Thank you, thank you, Patrick for thank, thank you. you so much for this opportunity.